This podcast is brought to you by the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania. We know that vaccines to help deal with the coronavirus are on their way, and the hope is that at some point in 2021, we'll have the virus under control and we'll be able to safely return to our offices. But that will take a high level of herd immunity. So as we consider taking these vaccines, what responsibility will companies have to make sure that employees have taken a vaccine? Because the last thing we want to see is another spread of the coronavirus within our office space. Yvonne Barenke is an associate professor of management and is of business economics and public policy at the Wharton School. Is taking a deeper dive into this. Yvonne, great to talk to you. Hope you're doing well. Hello. Yes, I'm doing well, and I'm negative, so I'm doing well. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, that's a good thing. But th- this is an interesting <laughs> thing that that companies are really going to have to have kind of a, a mindset on how they're going to approach this, especially as these yeah. vaccines start to come out. Yes. I think that I think that this has multiple layers, and I, I think it's an important time to really reflect for companies on how to do this best. Um, of course, uh, companies have to worry about two things. One is about the the health and um, you know the productivity of their employees. The other dimension is about their image uh, in the broader you know population and, and on, on social media. So. That, uh, that leads me to the first question, like, you know, what should companies really do? And I think what is quite clear is that companies should re- remove uh, all the barriers that could be there for employees to get access to vaccinations. So um, bigger companies will have uh, the ability at some point to offer vaccinations on site. Uh, but more importantly, all the companies uh, should consider or should indeed uh, make it available for all the employees to take paid time of work to go and get the vaccinations. And my prediction is if there's a big company out there who will not do that, they will be really, uh, you know, really hurt uh, tremendously uh, online by, you know, the shaming and uh, the scandals that can arise from that. So that's the first thing that they have to think about. What is it that the, they can do to remove the barriers for people to get the vaccine in the first place? Right. So is, is what? Yes. Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, and that leads us to like the, the second really important dimension is like, you know, once the companies have removed like these obvious barriers of time and money, um, the other thing is like, uh, what can we do so that people actually get the, get this damn thing, right? Uh, because there is a lot of the discussion about a, a lot of worry, you know, this is a brand new vaccine, is it safe? And, you know, there's all this information about vaccinations in general, whether they're safe and sound and da, da, da. We have these discussions every year about the flu shot. Uh, we have these discussions with parents all the time about uh, why is it safe and a good thing to do to vaccinate their children so they don't get another um, uh, get another uh, pandemic along those dimensions. And there, I think it's really important to 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 build on the rich research that has been done on how to get people to follow health behavior. First, let's talk about information. People always think that oh, if only people have the right information, that uh, that will do the trick. We have. Right there's very little evidence that information really makes a big difference. I mean, for people who are receptive to it, they already have the information and they will seek it out and make their choices based on that. But, you know, the companies don't have to worry about those people. What you're worried about is like maybe there are some people who are not informed and if you would provide them information and that they would do the right thing. That's just like very little evidence that this actually helps. Indeed, when you look at the people who are really opposed to vaccinations, they come up with like some crazy arguments of why this is not a good idea. I mean, it's insane what they're saying. So 
the idea that you know if if we would give them some evidence from randomized controlled trials, then they would see the light. That's just not happening. So this leads us to like to the question of what really works in companies, and what we know what really works is social influence. The social influence could be either through role models. So companies should really show. Um, uh, from a diverse set of, uh, you know, um, influencers in the workplace who, sh who say and show that they are taking the vaccination. These role right. models are really, really important. And they have to come from all sections of the employee demographic backgrounds, you know, whites, African-Americans, old, yeah. young. That, we know, has a big influence. The second thing that companies really should do is to give uh, or provide more peer pressure. So we could say, you know, Dan... I see uh, it's time for the vaccine. Seventy percent of your employee, of your colleagues have already taken it. Right. Why don't you do it as well? So, from give this pressure because people like to be like to conform to what is happening around them. And the beauty about this social aspect of it, of this intervention, is that you get around the whole information problem. You know, going back to my earlier point, because the yeah. anti-vaxxers information will not reach them, but peer pressure will. So sorry, I've been talking a lot, but I think this is really important to get these these things into place by, for companies. Well, so let's start there with, with with the people that that don't believe in vaccines, and obviously that I yep. think is going to be a a, a significant concern, especially as these yep. vaccines roll out. And then the question becomes, what does the company do with an employee that just will not take the vaccine, and and does the dynamic of work from home? maybe make it a little bit easier for those people to work longer from their own house if they possibly can and, and to a degree yeah. kind of mitigate that problem. Yeah, yeah. So as the guidance currently stands from the CDC and from from the government, companies cannot um, fire people for refusing to take a vaccination. So the, 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 that's... Um, un, you know, unless, of course, you are in a, under, you know, the unless there's a direct benefit to your to your to your work this is the definition right. it must be something of direct benefit to the work now right. this is the case for frontline workers but in, there's no guidance yet out that companies could really like refuse uh, employment to people who don't take the vaccination right now they could they could tell them that you can't come into the office and you must continue to work from home right. and then you know this might actually be bad for you in terms of your career from the data I've seen on job performance, when I look at uh, job performance based on whether people are working from home or whether they work traditionally, I don't see actually a difference in job performance data between people who are working from home compared to people working in traditional settings. Now, this is still a fast evolving uh, environment and we need to get more data on this, but I, I don't think that this distinction of working from home or in the office has a big detrimental effect on performance at the moment. Whether it will help or hurt them in their careers, that's still out for up for debate. So you mentioned having a wide uh, swath of uh, of people to, that you can call on different uh, cultures, different backgrounds, etc. And the yep. design there obviously is to to give the the company, the employees in the company, the general belief that if a wide range of people have taken it and there are no issues, yep. then it would be safe for myself. Yes, yes, people are really influenced um, by seeing somebody who is like them and to follow their behavior as well. So companies should uh, 
create frequent newsletters or, or updates where they show like testimonials or you know pictures of happy people getting flu sh- getting their shots. Um, and this must be really from, as I say, the important thing is that this must be really from a diverse set of people so that right. they always have somebody with whom they can identify with. And be, there's a lot of evidence to show that this, this can actually make a difference here. You mentioned also about uh, companies giving people time off to be able yeah. to go get the shot. Uh, yeah. the, other, the other thought I had as well is if, if companies are going to be able to provide this avenue, would they be would they be mindful to do it on site or is it better not to do it on site do you believe well I, that's a calculation they have to to make themselves i think you know the if you have a bigger company there's huge economies of scale here and of scope to actually make it happen and yeah. it will really be uh, make a lot of sense if you're a big company have a big site that uh, to do it on you know make it available downstairs in, in the lobby so to speak that uh, that is clearly the most beneficial and effective thing to do um but for smaller companies it's just the, the the math is just not there to to do it because it's you know logistically still quite involved you know maybe the next vaccine will be easier to store and to to uh you know to administer but currently this has to be like really really cold and you don't have the facility that's really expensive material right but i want to just uh, make one other point you know i said let's remove the barriers which is you know give them time of work to make it done, get it done. But what we see that does not particularly work for health behavior are monetary incentives. People have tried, I have tried (laughs) for for a decade with multiple NIH-funded clinical trials to (laughs) get people to follow health behavior by directly paying them for, for doing that health behavior. I did trials on medication adherence. And I, it is, it is, it does not work. Uh, the the incentives do not change uh, the behavior and the way we would see incentives to be influenced uh, in the workplace. So throwing money at the problem by paying people bonuses uh, if they get the vaccine, um, that's a waste of money uh, because it yeah. will not really change their behavior. Uh, what will change is uh, change their behavior is social influence and role models. Yvonne, great to talk to you again. Uh, be safe. Happy holidays to you, sir. Yeah, you too. Uh, thank you for the time. All the thank best. Thank you. Bye Thanks, Yvonne Barenke, who is Associate Professor of Management and of Business Economics and Public Policy at the Wharton School. To keep engaged with Wharton Business Daily and other Wharton School shows, visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.